Hi, this is Aaron Orlando reporting for the Revelstoke Mountaineer podcast. Uh, also, this story is embedded in uh, revelstokemountaineer.com. Um, when it was released in March, the TELUS Insights report on Revelstoke population trends made waves. By using data scraped from cell phone communications between users and TELUS towers, uh, the report, uh, which was commissioned by the City of Revelstoke, uh, the Revelstoke Accommodation Association, and Revelstoke Mountain Resort, found that the number of residents was nearly double Canada Census's most recent official number of just under 7,000 residents or just over 7,000 residents if you include uh, outlying areas. So how many people actually live here? And what else does the data tell us about population and other trends in the city? To answer these questions, Ingrid Braun, the Director of Community Economic Development for the City of Revelstoke is on the line. Thanks for joining me, Ingrid. Thank you for having me. So Ingrid, how many people live in Revelstoke? It varies month by month, as you would expect, with the influx of seasonal workers, but it looks like at its height, December showed a population of close to 15,000 people, and that's dropped down uh, to fit in February to more like 14,500, compared to last May when we looked like we were at about 13,500 residents. So how do you explain the discrepancy between the Canada Census numbers and what the data report is telling us? I think a couple of things. Uh, for one thing, the census was gathered in 2016 during the month of May, which is typically a shoulder season in Revelstoke, and the numbers of people are much lower in May that are living in town. As well, um, you, you know, the, the data tracks, I think, the influx of people that are here to work. They may only be here for three months or six months, and so they may not be counted in the census. Um, and last of all, I would say that the data was collected two years ago. so. We have grown significantly since 2016, from what I understand, and this number is not um, was not unexpected. Mm -hmm. Why did the city and the partners uh, who paid for the report uh, commission the report, and what does the city uh, in particular hope to do with uh, the data? I think, and, and I'm speaking, you know, about uh, past uh, past staff. I was not here when, when they began this project, but from my understanding, because we knew that the population was much bigger and the number of, of visitors coming to the area was hard to get a handle on, uh, you know, RMR and the association accommodation uh, were interested in, in getting a number of visitors that were coming to the area. And the city's role in it was really to understand the impact of that visitation as well as looking at the actual number of residents that are in town for a period of time and how that fluctuates through the year. It's important to understand that for being able to predict what the impact on our infrastructure is going to be. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of impact on infrastructure, how will the report affect the way city does things like plan for infrastructure? And, and in a sense, having this information um, is, is it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's helpful if you are making the case for grants and other kind of funding from other levels of government because you can say, hey, we need this because we're a lot busier than we thought and uh, we've mm -hmm. got bigger numbers, we need bigger f uh, facilities. Uh, but also, um, it, it, when you're planning these uh, projects like sewers, waters, roads, or paying for uh, things like police. Um, we have more people, according to our to our, the data that uh, that we're saying is 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 more accurate, and that means we meet, need to spend more. So, what do you think the impacts are going to be on the city uh, planning for things like infrastructure? I think it's too early to tell. Really, we're just in the early stages of gathering this data, and. 
Our plan next is to go sector by sector or department by department and look at the potential impacts, how we can leverage the information and data we've gathered to inform better planning. So for instance, looking at housing, uh, you know, we commissioned a housing study uh, back in August of 2018, I think it was finalized. And we had done uh, more stats research since then on looking at some of the resident information around the CSRD area or surrounding the town of Revelstoke. So I think using some of that information to validate what we're seeing in the census numbers will give us a more accurate number to work with as we develop a housing action plan, for instance. Okay. For you, what were the biggest surprises in the report? I think the uh, just the sheer number, um, you know, although it wasn't unexpected, I think seeing it down in black and white and seeing the fluctuation through the seasons made sense, but it was also a bit a bit staggering, frankly. The implications are enormous. Um, it doesn't mean that we have 15,000 permanent residents in town and understanding that it, it actually reflects that there's a, a large temporary workforce or seasonal workforce that arrives and leaves, and they may not be the same people that are here in May as they're here in, in December or January. So that creates its own issues uh, around uh, housing especially, but also access to different services. So we need to understand who they are, where they're coming from, and how long they are in town to really tease out how this might help us plan for provision of social services, for instance, or emergency shelters. Mm -hmm. When we sat down last month uh, to take a look at the uh, information, um, the city isn't releasing the data to the public right now. You've just released a real sort of high level, very limited amount. I, I managed to catch a glimpse of the report and it's got lots of pages, lots of statistics and graphs. Why aren't you releasing more information right now? And uh, will you be in the future? And when, when will people have a chance to take a look at it for themselves? Uh, we certainly plan to release more data. I think um, the initial data provided by TELUS had lots of different models of how they presented the information, whether it was heat maps of where exactly visitors are located in town or um, you know, graphical rep representations of people that are coming, for instance, from Calgary or Eastern Canada. So there's a lot of information there that's just too much. So we're trying to tell a more concise, clear story. And so the plan is to as I said, um, you know, look at it sector by sector and perhaps have a story specifically around visitors from the States or visitors from Alberta or visitors from the three top largest cities and, and understand more about what that's telling us about when they come, why they come, where they stay when they're here. And I think we can tell that story better if we break it into piecemeal, piecemeal um, articles. Mm -hmm. And uh, do, you have a, do you have a schedule of when sort of the next releases of information are going to come? We're meeting with the TELUS marketing and um, communications team next week, and we're hoping to have a schedule kind of approved then. And I would say some point in May, we should have some visitor data coming out that will be prepared by the Tourism Revelstoke Group. And that will tell us a fuller story of, of what the data looks like through the year and, and some of the high level stuff on tourism. And then we'll start again to break it down into different discrete stories. Mm -hmm. And in the breakdown of the data, I know you were categorizing a resident as somebody who's uh, here for 40, 45 straight days. I, I believe that was the number of days. Um, uh, obviously, that's, uh, you know, could in include somebody who's, you know, here for the season, uh, for mm -hmm. the summer, winter, uh, working here. Um, did it provide more insight on on exactly how many residents in, in within Canada census's definition, such as they own our, their primary home here and live here? Did, did you have, do you have a sense of what that number is? 
no, not really, other than comparing it to the actual census data from 2016, which again is two years old and gathered in May. Uh, mm. We don't have a comparator that, that would reflect what census would describe as a resident. And, you know, we're using that term carefully because what we want is a number of people who are resident in Revelstoke at a certain time, not necessarily, as I mentioned, long-term residents. The 45-day window was, the idea behind that was to make sure that we weed out people that are here on a longer vacation. And the way we gathered information is that uh, census insights data will validate where a home neighborhood is, and they will look at 45 days, so the month of the study, and then a previous trailing window of 15 days. And that way they can they can see, they can ensure that if someone takes a long vacation, they're not incidentally included as a resident of the Revelstoke area. So we've done that month by month by month. So over the over the course of the year, we can see these patterns and we can ensure that, you know, we're looking at people who actually are residing in Revelstoke, not just traveling here as visitors or tourists. And I think that will, it doesn't mean that they are, you know, homeowning long-term residents, but they are certainly residing in town, using our services, uh, staying somewhere. And um, we need to ensure that we have, we're prepared for them. All right, Ingrid, um, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, speak with us here. Um, and uh, for those of you who came to us through the podcast on SoundCloud, uh, check out the story that accompanies this on revelstokemountaineer.com or in the April-May issue of Revelstoke Mountaineer magazine. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you.